with the negative Nancy's. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancy's. My name is Roy Walker, and I'm joined at the adult table today with my fellow Nancys, Primo Thomas, Matt DeVita, and guest Nancy, Alex Malays. With us, as always, is Junior Nancy and the diet ice cream version of Jason Mewes, Tyler Cleary. Today, we will be discussing hospitality, because it sucks, as we record from five separate locations with hefty bags full of weed and Capri Suns. Now, let's pretend everything you want isn't a big deal, and nothing makes us happier than living a life of servitude. (laughs) For our listeners, Alex, could you explain to everyone um, who you are, what you do, what you like to do, and all that jazz? Um, Who I am? Well, that's always a... Who is Alex (laughs) Bain? That's a really good question. (laughs) Right. You didn't know it was that kind of podcast. I mean, God, I'm not prepared. Uh, Well, you know, I would like to call myself an actor first, right? Um, And I wish that I could give you more of my resume, but I'm currently unemployed due to the COVID. Um, So I'm a woman in transition. I don't know what's (laughs) going to happen on the other side of this, but... You know, I have, uh, I, I, I actually am teaching, uh, remotely at Buff State right now. I'm teaching a voice and movement class, uh, working on some projects from home. And, um, like I said, I just, I have no idea what's on the other side of this employment wise, but I Mm -hmm. will consider myself an actor because I am booked for a couple shows in 20. 2021. So um, I've got stuff to look forward to. Does anyone have a question to lead off with? Because I historically um, will have never and will never work in hospitality because um, I work in the theater industry and I've heard so many bad stories that I will never do that to myself. Well, I think it should be a requirement for all people to work in hospitality at least one time in their lives. I'm I'm a very, I I have a lot of, I got, I got that Southern hospitality in me. From Lockport? (laughs) I'm not from Lockport. Don't you ever say that about me. Yeah, that's kind of offensive. Well, he is, but. Alex, can you kind of tell us about your your background in hospitality? Um, Sure, sure. I mean. My hospitality career started at Taco Bell in high school. Yes. <laughs> I like to think that I was the drive-through queen. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I then moved to a short order cook and waitress at a small diner, a roadside diner in Montana, and then graduated to a sports bar in college um, and then moved on to bartending. And I was a bartender for 20 years i'm not dating myself 20 years i was behind the bar so um i've worked at a variety of places all over the country new york city la here in la i've never lived in la (laughs) 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 Um, places i wish i'd been (laughs) i guess so um montana was what i was gonna say and then here in buffalo so I have a plethora of experience in a lot of different locations, different bar owners, different types of bars. And um, towards the end of my bartend- bartending career, which was just recently, a couple years ago, um, I was like borderline homicidal, homicidal behind the bar. So it's going to be great to talk about it all. Primo and I both had stints in uh, hospitality in our lives. So I started working in hospitality when I was in high school, working at my aunt's restaurant. Um, and then in college, I was supposed to be a hospitality major, dropped that because it sucked, went into theater, 
And I started working in country clubs in my summers. Ugh. So I've worked in three different country clubs, three big, uh, two of the biggest country clubs on the East Coast, the Niagara Falls Country Club, which is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> I worked for Disney for a bit in hospitality and hotels. And then I worked at the Westchester Country Club for three years recently until yeah. right before I moved back to the area. Right. And it borderline ruined my life. <laughs> it did. Mm. You were not the same man that you are today. You were worse. Oh. Yeah, no, I was a not happy human being back then, man. Yeah. Um, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. And I just worked at Disney for uh, about two years, and that is just a fucking whirlwind of hospitality. I, I want to start off big. I want to know what the worst hospitality experience as a, as a as an employee you've had. There's no way she would ever be able to tell us the worst. Just the, the first one that comes to your mind that was awful. I was going to say, and or what made you homicidal. There's got to be a ton of these <laughs> stories. Um, I don't know. I mean, there there are so many and I, sh I guess I should have like plotted like exact specific stories. But, um, you know, I guess uh, most recently uh, one of the restaurant bars that I worked at here in town um I've come to believe that I am the most complained about bartender in that facility. <laughs> and, it, and it is because I was kind of at the end of my rope and at the end of my career. And remember, I got sober eight years ago nearly. And so for a good six of those years, I was behind the bar as a sober woman. And... What started to become really prevalent was a my own bad behavior. I started to see myself and other people, which was horrifying. Um, yeah, and yeah. I just had absolutely no tolerance for the pink faced, glossy eyed, stupid fucking questions, dumb girls that are just turning 21. I, I like have no patience for for stupid anymore mm -hmm. and right. my my face is just so transparent like if if, <laughs> if if i am annoyed by you you will it's fucking clear. know you will mm, know yes. and so people took it upon themselves to go right on yelp and be like that girl behind the bar was the meanest person i've ever met in my whole life Jesus, and geez. you know so i've i've come um I've come close to being fired a couple times because of my bad attitude, um, which is to say, like, people are coming there to have a good time. People are coming there to have fun. And I'm not I'm just being a jerk and I'm and I'm just annoyed. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'll think of like a big, you know, moment that I was like, oh, wait, I got to tell you this one. But really, um, I I've I lost my luster towards the end. Lots of complaints. Um, you know, I've I've nearly had to fight a couple people um lots of fights you won though because they were all fucked up <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess one of the stories i i used to work for uh an ex nba slash college basketball player in new Ooh. york city can you just and say the name we'll bleep it out his name was harvey weinstein he was notorious at duke and played for the knicks for some time cool. um he was so stuck in his glory days um he just had this attitude and he was so mean to to people coming in and one time he was so rude to a customer that she left went and got her brother brought her brother back who then punched him in the face his dentures went flying across the room Jeez. i mean it was 
what the it, fuck it was a lot i mean i've i've seen a lot but that was what? one of like the big jaw droppers where i was like wow i just i watched i just watched my boss get punched in the face okay and cool. who, who who needs a cocktail who needs a cocktail <laughs> i think the biggest thing about hospitality that jumps out at me now having done it for so long is how it changed me as a human being like with how i treat people in hospitality i am mm. the 20 i am the 20 percent minimum tipper oh yeah more like 30 percent tipper yes and i'm the person that if kirsten and i are at a restaurant and we see someone treating a waiter like shit she has to physically restrain me from getting out of my seat and saying something because i just i have no tolerance right for the intolerance bullshit <laughs> I, I just don't have it i like it is it is a meal it is a drink it is not the end of the world like so you're like people's i never understand people's anger when it comes to being directed at hospitality workers, especially waiters or bartenders, man, it's not like my fault that your steak was undercooked. So don't go screaming at me. Carol. Right. The, the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the lack Asshole. of, of patience um, is absurd. Like yeah. these people don't realize that when they come in and I'm five deep behind the bar and I, you know, how, when's the last time I took a sip of water? When's the last time I used the restroom? When's the last time I had a bite to eat? When's the last time I stopped moving? Like sometimes you move behind that bar for five, six, seven hours. And these people are just like, excuse me, excuse me, miss, miss, snap, snap, clap, clap. Mm. Like, I will be right with you. <laughs> I see you. God. And, and it's, it's so funny to me that how many people treat hospitality workers like dog shit. And now that they're like, I mean hospitality workers, workers are always essential but like now that you need these people and you're still treating them like dog shit oh god yeah mm. I think I think I might have brought this up on one of the previous pods but I was picking up dinner from one of the places in Lewiston here in the village and I'm waiting for my food and the girl taking orders on the phone gets off the phone and she's like borderline in tears and I'm like are you okay she's like well it's fine. This woman just like bitched at me that her like fish wasn't perfectly right. Mm. And she said to this poor girl, I don't know what's going on down there, but this is unacceptable. Well, this is also during a pandemic for you people listening in the future in the new world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'm like, are you like what right now? Like you're just yelled at this poor girl because you don't know what's going on down there. Oh, I don't know. The end of the world, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The before times. Jesus like, Christ. Well, and it's just like you, you think situations like this would would like sober people up and calm people down to like that your issues aren't really as bad as you think they are right now but no right. it's not you're still gonna treat like you, people don't change and hospitality workers will still get treated like dog shit i don't know i've always been afraid if i ever worked in hospitality i would just become an asshole mm -hmm. i feel like i'm nice and I'm afraid that that's what will turn me into the Joker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it will. So, um, yeah. And then I don't know if I'd ever recover from that. And then I'll just be a miserable douchebag for the rest of my life. And I'm already a douchebag, but we are at a point where we need to take a break. We will be right back with more of Alex Malays. Hey there, Nancy's. In lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcast, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the local Buffalo theater community. 
Roy, Matt, and myself will choose a company each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic that we truly, truly love. I would like to shout out the wonderful ladies of Second Generation Theater Company. Thanks to Kelly, Kristen, and Aaron, I was able to live out a dream last spring and set design Angels in America for them, and I cannot thank them enough for their kindness. Second Gen has had to cancel their production of Three Tall Women this spring, a travesty to hit many local Buffalo theaters. Second Generation was founded in 2013 by Kelly Copps, Kristen Bentley, and Aaron Lee Dandies. SGT creates quality theatrical experiences that appeal to an emerging generation of theatergoers. By building on Buffalo's strong theatrical roots, they strive to continue the area's tradition of great theater for generations to come. SGT seeks to create powerful theatrical experiences that seek to unite a community of diverse backgrounds and to continually cultivate appreciation and understanding in audiences of all generations through education and engagement. And I am beyond proud to know and work with these amazing women. If you would like to send love and support to Second Generation Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be found and sent at www.secondgenerationtheater.com donate. And to those of you who do help, your assistance and love is most appreciated. And now, back to the pod. And we're back. Okay, so Alex, you have a list of things that annoy you? That sounds interesting. Yeah, I sure do. I sure do. Well, you know, in preparation for today, I did some bullet points in case, you know, I wanted to remind myself of some of the stuff that annoys me as a bartender. And God willing, I will not have to go back behind the bar ever again. Um mm-hmm. But um, one of my like all time favorites is like the the getting of the attention. Right. So that's <laughs> that's the customer on one side, the bartender on the other. And there's so many inappropriate ways to get my attention, including all of like the cutie, sweetie, sugar, whatever, babe, that kind of stuff. Straight white men listen up because you suck. Yeah. Right. The the uh, the clapping, the snapping, the waving frantically as though you're drowning in Lake Erie. And I, you know, I will look at somebody and be like, are are you all right? (laughs) You're going to be okay. They're not going to survive if I don't give them some attention. And then I go over to them and I say, yes, can I help you? And then they give me that hold up the finger one second. Like, I just stopped what I was doing to come over to ask you, who was waving frantically, what you needed, and you just gave me the hold on a second? Are you fucking out of your mind? Or, you know, then they have to ask all their friends, well, what do you want? What do you want? Get the goddamn order before you start waving frantically, right? Also, the chain order, right? So that's when you go up to the bar and you order a rum and coke. I bring you a rum and coke and then you say, oh, and can I also have a vodka tonic? And then I go make the vodka tonic. And then you come back and then I come back and they're like, oh, and, and can I also have a margarita? And I'm like, anything else? You can tell me everything you need. I am capable. Oh, that's fine. As my soul burns. It was my favorite thing as a server when I would like, we were busy and I would run over to a table and be like, okay, let me take you guys order. And they would be like, spouting out their orders and then one woman would say or guy it doesn't matter aren't you gonna write any of this down like if i was gonna write it down i would have written it down like i can i i've been doing this for a decade like i know what i'm doing (laughs) don't don't worry if i'm like if the order comes out wrong carol then you can get upset at me Yeah, people, they just don't trust you. They don't trust you. 
Um, my favorite, one of my favorite questions is they when they go, "What do you like?" <laughs> and like, and obviously later in my years of bartending, I'd be like, "Water." <laughs> what do you like for this conversation to end? <laughs> um, but back, you know, this is like a young girl. You know, she wants something adulty and girly. And I was never that kind of drinker, guys. I was never that kind of drinker. I like three fingers of whiskey, three fingers of oh, vodka, God. something like that. Oh, see, I'm all about the girl drinks. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are, Tyler. Swipe up for Tyler. <laughs> OnlyFans now on sale. Three ninety nine feet picks only. Yeah, they want something girly, and I was never that kind of drinker. So they're like, "What do you like?" And I'm like, "Crown." <laughs> and uh, they they just <laughs> they they don't know how to respond to that, or you know, like the whole make it. Can you make this strong? Like not really realizing that, like in the history of like mixed drinks, you're not actually supposed to like be tasting the alcohol right, like it's actually supposed to be like it's like supposed to be like a nice trick like you drink something fruity and delicious and then in a little bit you feel really really good but anymore like people want to taste they want to like cringe when they drink right. their drink right. which is absolutely absurd so like i've had a couple times where people have brought their drinks back to the bar which is offensive because i make a good fucking drink i'll tell you that mm -hmm. they bring their drinks back up to the bar and they're like this isn't strong enough <laughs> so i take the vodka <laughs> So I take the vodka bottle, stare them directly in the eyes and just start pouring and pouring. Now the vodka is flowing out of the glass all over the bar. And I'm like, is that good? Is that good? You like that? Good. Good. There you go. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and I wonder why I'm complained about. I don't understand. <laughs> Have you ever had someone reach over the bar on you? So Nothing fires times. me up more than I, anytime anyone violates anyone's space, I get upset. But like when you reach over my bar to take something, first of all, it's illegal, right? It's illegal. Then I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> yeah. Is my first instinct, right? Oh yeah, and I have. But it's just like, it's like what the fuck are they grabbing at? Like I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. very like I don't know anything about bar. I had culture. a guy who had who was like already kind of toasty. Had his beer glass in his hand, was waiting for another, reached over to where, because we had the taps on the front side of the bar, reached Dude, over yeah. and like started pouring the beer <gasps> into his glass. And I just walked over and I smacked Whoa. the glass out of his hand. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind, dude? Like, I'm not going to go up to a cop and take his gun out of his holster and like wave it around. <laughs> Pull his gun out and like take a bullet. I just needed a one bullet out of here. Yeah, I need the one. <laughs> that's, that's like technically. Theft. Yes, it is. Yeah. Or yeah, like you could have prosecuted him. I get annoyed with other people that are on the same side of the bar as me, which is always the drinking side, <laughs> and um, the, the people that stand in the the one small little crevice in order oh, for the, yeah. the servers and the bartenders to leave the bar to go to the bathroom to deliver yeah. a drink. Oh, the worst! Those people who just st mm -hmm. stand there and like I come here all the time, so it's fine. No, it's never really fine. Oh, okay, my just God. ever. Um, and I remember at one point. 
Um, I was in a conversation with this guy, and he was he was you know invading my personal space, way talking into my mouth, and <laughs> um, and he kept pushing me farther and farther back. And I noticed by the time I that I was actually in the crevice of the bar, I'm like, this guy turned me into my like enemy. <laughs> so I immediately, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, and then I just stood in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I do that, I do that a lot to avoid or, people. Or my and other tried. favorite yeah. is when people will walk into the kitchen. I've had that happen. Uh, yeah. I've had people. Well, yeah. I've had. I've had angry patrons walk into the kitchen before, and I've. 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 And, and like yell at the kitchen staff or yell at someone. And I've also witnessed people uh, doing God, it as a customer. Off? Like Jesus, that happens like all the time at country clubs. The balls on you. Kind of like good for you for having the balls to do that, but at the same time, fuck you. Where, where does that kind of right. entitlement spawn from? Country like, clubs, brother. Touching know. your face with rubber gloves. Know. Country. Ah. <laughs> well, the whole the whole country club culture as a whole is disgusting. Like right. these people pay so much money to be a member, so then they have this attitude where like, well, I can go behind the bar. Well, I can go in the kitchen to tell people how I feel. It's like. There are still boundaries here. Like, right. I don't care right. how much fucking money you pay. Like, you don't get to enter our space. Ugh. Yeah. I don't walk into your house and complain about how shitty of a customer you right. are. <laughs> Knock oh. on your door. All right. Well, um, what's the next thing on your list? Um, well, you guys reminded me of a young lady. This is early in my bartending career. I was a little bit more feisty. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Um, it's a more feisty version yeah. of you. What was that, Alex? Like <laughs> that that was the that was the drinking Alex that no, none of you have ever no, met. Word. But uh, you know, young and you know, full of vim and vigor and like wouldn't you know, like although I'm like never a fighter, like I would threaten to fight you. I would threaten it, you know, but like I probably would run away crying if you really <laughs> did want to fight because I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> But I do have a good bark. Like my bark is generally pretty good, especially behind the bar. It, the being a bartender feels like very powerful. Mm. And like my very first bartending gig was with several men. The woman who I worked for, um, she didn't really want women behind the bar, but um, she did have one woman behind the bar, and she was replacing her. So I was I was the one she chose. Um, so yeah, you just kind of get like a little big for your britches back there, which is something I can say for a lot of bartenders that I knew that like started off as like a bar back and next thing you know, they're a bartender and their shit doesn't stink. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, guy, where's your humility? You're just- Still fill your own ice, asshole. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I had this nice young lady, This she was, um, her ass was sitting uh... on the bar and- and I didn't like it. I didn't like it because, you know, she was nearly at eye level, right? Anytime I had to bend over, I'm looking at her fucking ass crack. And I said, I tapped her, her backside and said, I'm, I'm sorry, miss, you need to, you can't sit on the bar. You got to sit down. In a and chair. Um, she kind of like turned, <laughs> yeah, she, she kind of turned around to me and like gave me like a half-assed smirk. And I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Game mm -hmm. on. That's well, that's how we're gonna do. Right. Okay. And so I said, um, ma'am, ma'am, you can't sit on the bar. Um, and again, just completely fucking ignored me. So what I did was, well, I think I may have warned her once more. And then what I did was took up, picked up the soda gun, you know, yes. those friendly little soda guns. <laughs> 
And all I did was without her knowing, pressed water, just spraying it on the bar, right? So I'm not spraying her. I'm just making a little puddle right by her butt mm-hmm. cheeks until eventually she was sitting in a pool of water. And then she's like, oh my God, what the fuck? And I was like, told you not to sit on the bar. <laughs> or if you just put a drink there and then you're like, oops. Uh, oopsies. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. If you weren't sitting on the bars, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, so this kind of um, brings a question to mind that, like, where do you think, like, the hospitality should stop? Like, where, like, the people that are, are just being so offensive that... Like everything should just go out the window and you should like treat them like the shitty person they're being. Well, the customer is not always right. I will fucking say that. I will agree with that. I mean, I'm sure Alex had similar situations, but it's like, I don't care who you are, what you do. You have no right to treat anybody like shit. So the minute, mm-hmm. especially now, if I were to go back into hostility now, ooh. <laughs> Like, mm, Primo would mm, have things mm, to mm, say. Same. Like, it, mm. it just... Right. The minute you, especially lay your hands on a person or, like, raise your voice to a person working in food service at all, like, it's 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 game over for me, man. Like, you have, mm-hmm. you have relinquished any hospitality rights you thought you were permitted to. It's funny because I feel like, you know, I've been blessed with, you know, aside from Taco Bell, (laughs) um, I feel like I have been blessed to work for a lot of sole proprietors. Yeah. Um, And so for the most part, they have supported, um, when when we were right and the customer was wrong like i've ha- i've been defended by my owners many many times so okay. um it's it's unfortunate that like people just are clueless like and that's what i got tired of towards the end of my bartending career is that people are just stupid they're absolutely clueless and you can't fix that and it and, and me either yelling at you or being passive aggressive with you or or not is not going to change that as unfortunate as it sounds like I am not here to teach you a lesson. I thought I was for many, many years, but I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought that there was my obligation to teach people right. <laughs> how to behave when out and about, but I'm not, it's not my job. Right. Okay. It's unfortunate, but it's not my job. And what's sad Word. is in the country clubs, man, we never got defended as employees. It was always, you know, well, you know, the members, they pay to do, they pay to be here. So, you know, and I'm, so it was never, it was, it was never like you guys are in the right. It was always, no, the members are always right. Oh, it's terrible, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The worst. Tyler, what's so fucking funny? Just uh, Ray Boucher's email he sent to us. He said, I actually think the pizza and triple C is very edible. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> Fuck you, Ray. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is time for 30 Seconds with Tyler. Ladies and 
gentlemen, welcome to another segment of 30 Seconds with Tyler. For those of you not in the know, this segment is when our very own Sceny Weenie Tyler Cleary gets to talk about anything he wants for 30 seconds. Tyler, how are you feeling today? I'm uh, feeling pretty good, dog. How about yourself? Well, Tyler, we're going on, what, six weeks now of uh, quarantine, and I'm just about to lose my damn mind. But yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> The, the end. end. That's been 30 seconds of time. Just kidding. All right. Are you ready to race the clock for points, Tyler? Ready? Yes, I am. Tyler, your 30 seconds starts now. Okay, so despite the name, German chocolate cake is not German. The name comes from a guy named Sam German, who was an Englishman. In 1852, he invented a style of sweet baking chocolate for the Baker's Chocolate Company, and the company named it after him. But German's chocolate didn't become well-known until 1957. And the, the recipe was so popular, newspapers across the country reprinted the recipe. But somewhere along the way, they started leaving out the apostrophes, giving Germany the credit for this classic American dessert. Whoa! Oh, shit! Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Oh my God. That was so good, that Tyler. Was, that was so informative. Wow. That was um, concise. I'm a, I'm a little like shocking. I'm kind damn. of half chub right. right now. I won't lie to you. Yeah, wow. that was a lot. You got a lot of fucking information in there. I totally thought German chocolate cake was fucking German. So did German. I. Because why wouldn't right. you think that? Tyler? Damn. All right. So it is customary that with 30 seconds with Tyler, we allow our guests to judge first on a scale from zero to 10. What would you give him? Well, I'm not familiar with his previous performances, but I, I must commend the performance. This was a really good However, one. However, <laughs> yeah. it was. I mean, very impressive. Um, but I'm pretty sure that German chocolate cake has coconut on it. I'm not a big fan of coconut. So I'm going to give Tyler a seven, <laughs> a seven. That's fair. For something I totally out of your control. I love it. I don't think Matt's going to be the dick today. Primo, what would you give him? Man, I, wow. I'm kind of torn because this is how I feel 30 seconds of Tyler should be random ass facts this should be the bar man he took your note i think i gotta give you a 10 i can't i can't think of any reasons to not i want to hate you but i can't fair enough you didn't mispronounce german so <laughs> bonus points you got a 10 <laughs> matthew what would you give him yeah i'm the uh, stickler for when you uh, trip over your words so you did trip once therefore it gives me a 9.5 wow <laughs> okay okay <laughs> All right, that um, <laughs> I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a ten just because I I yeah I, the same reasons as Primo gave you so that gives you a thirty six point five out of forty which is good oh, dip. good job Tyler thank you thank you I'm very proud of you God I am an asshole jeez <laughs> that's why I said because Matt's always like the lowest scores besides like maybe a guest or whatever always. but um yeah always <laughs> I was like hate you Tyler I don't like coconut I don't like co <laughs> I don't like German chocolate cake Blah. is it the taste or the consistency of coconut it is a little bit of both but mostly the consistency okay. I yeah talk about rum raisin next time you jerk I don't like raisins in anything <laughs> oh. either talk about <laughs> and <laughs> was angel food cake made in heaven originally <laughs> i don't believe yes. yeah actually yeah don't yeah you lie. you're the fact was. checker no, it's gonna be cake facts yeah don't lie fact checker <laughs> people are relying on you because we just spew lies <laughs> tyler uh we heard today you got ripped off on a pair of tires and your old facebook account got hacked oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> by some, by some oh Chinese my god yes woman. 
<laughs> no, uh, okay. Taiwanese. A catfish account. You racist. So, as you guys know, those who personally know me, I've had a slow leaking tire since about December, and I've been time lazy. out, time out, time so out. So I've been. His tires were leaking so bad that he had one of those tire inflators in his car. To... Oh my god! <laughs> only uh, one tire. Uh-huh. Only one. Yeah. Tire. Like a can? No, uh, no. It was something that you plugged into, like where you would have a car lighter, and it was electrical, oh. and then it would just pump air into it. <laughs> Oh my Does God. It despite the fact that, like, I should have just fixed my tire. Sure, However, sure. I was lazy. Tyler wow. would schedule this amount of time into his travel time. I would. I would. Of course. And when he wouldn't, he was always late. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And every day after school, I'd have to sit there for an extra, like, 10 minutes in the parking lot just filling up my, like, fucking tire. But, anyways, wow. so I go to um, a car shop and they do, like, free, like, uh, flat fixes. Well, the pandemic's happening, so I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to get my tire fixed for free. I sit there for about almost two hours, and it took them that amount of time to tell me that my tire was, like, not salvageable and that my other one uh, was just, like, getting bald. So I had to replace both of them, but I looked at the tire that they said was bald, and it looked brand new still because that was the newest tire on my car. Where did you go? Harvey Weinstein. They got me for four last oh, winter just of because course. I have all wheel drive. So if one goes, you have to replace all of them. What the fuck? That's so I ran into this problem like right before quarantine where I bought two new tires to go on the back <laughs> and I went to a couple places and this was like the first first day that they were allowing um, you to get out of your car at places like for like an oil change. Like some places always had that in there like they didn't need to go in your car but some of them like you go sit in a waiting room and you leave your car and they drive it so they wouldn't replace my tires because they have to get into my car so um i end up driving to harvey weinstein and i'm sitting there for maybe like an hour or so and they're they were like oh you're only getting two tires that you already purchased like balance and mounted i'm like yeah i talked to the guy on the phone he said it was fairly inexpensive and i could do it and he's like well you can't do that because we could mess up your drive track so if we mess up your drive track Mm -hmm. you could sue us and get a new car was the story they told me and they wouldn't go they wouldn't (laughs) budge but because it was like the quarantine and i didn't know what i was gonna do i'm driving around an all-wheel drive car on a donut to like (laughs) buffalo like between counties i'm like i need to get this done immediately and i had to go pick up my friend at the airport the same day it was a mess they told me like all right so the loophole is we'll get the tire set up but you're going to have to put them on your car and you you can't do it here though. I wish people could see my face. So how am I going to drive my car somewhere else if I don't have tires to get to somewhere else? So anyway, I got I got it all figured out at another place, but that was my little Harvey thing. Weinstein. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let, let's hear about this Facebook yeah, situation. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, so I I've always had the same Facebook, like the one that you guys are friends with on. I've had that was like the first and only Facebook I had. However, I kind of had another one for like family that I never used. Like I just put up a random picture for drug deals. Okay, don't lie. <laughs> it's a burner Facebook, burner pretty much. Facebook. And I I haven't looked at it and forgot about its existence until the other morning when I woke up. I got a text message from my little brother's dad of a screenshot of the account, and he goes, "Bro, what the fuck?" <laughs> and it's a picture of some like. Asian woman and it says like I live in Taiwan and I'm from Taiwan and I'm like super confused and all these people are like messaging me like bro are you okay like what's going on with you and I'm like I'm perfectly fine so I look into it and yeah sure enough I thought it was a fake account no it, it my old 
Facebook that I haven't used in probably like eight hacked. years literally got hacked and I only and have someone's on using that. it. Someone's using it for a catfish account now. Exactly. <laughs> but like they didn't change my name. That's like no that's, no, that's the point is that woman is now she's catfishing people with your name. Tyler. Tyler I'm, I think we should use woman loosely because like, what are the odds that's actually a woman? Oh, low as hell. That well, the other thing is like the chick looks like she's like maybe 13. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. wow, I, wow, wow, actually, wow. I put a dispute on uh, Facebook saying like, hey, this is a fake account. Like, <laughs> delete this thing, please. Because I don't even remember the like the email. Can't you delete it? I don't know the email or the password. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Alex, just in case you were wondering, Tyler is also the subject of a um, a fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about this. We'll do Matthew's wholesome moments. We'll talk some more, and then we'll do final thoughts. Okay. I don't think you guys remember how cringy this fan fiction is. Hey, guys. Uh, this week, in lieu of uh, paid promotional ads, Primo Roy and myself would like to take the time to shout out some agencies that really need donations right now. Um, one of the biggest agencies that needs a lot of help is the Red Cross. COVID-19 has caused worldwide panic and created a scarcity of resources. We have heard a lot about masks and gloves and toilet paper, but we really haven't heard a lot of people talking about the need of blood. Um, the Red Cross has had to cancel so many blood drives in order to keep their employees and our communities safe. This quote is directly from their website. We are working quickly to identify and replace blood drives canceled due to workplace and school closures. Search for opportunities near you and check back often as we are continuously adding new donation opportunities. If you don't see available appointments near you or in the near future, please search 7 to 15 days out. The need for blood is constant and patients need your help. As you can see, the uh, situation isn't ideal, but if you are asking what you can do for your community right now, please consider donating blood. Go to the redcrossblood.org, uh, follow a few simple steps to find your nearest donation location, and give blood as soon as you can. Thank you for your consideration and helping your community. Now, let's get back to it. And we are back, and I am still, I'm curious about what this story about the fan fiction is a little bit. I, I guess I don't know what a fan fiction is, so maybe <laughs> you can explain. Okay, so a fan fiction is a story that someone create with, like, people they know or, like, celebrities, and they kind of just turn it into what they want, and it's usually, like, a very outlandish, fetish. creepy thing. It's fetish. Uh, <laughs> And somebody's done that for you? Yes. Yes. This happened approximately like when I was in like ninth or 10th grade. I'm Ooh. leaning towards more like freshman year. And it involves me and one of my best friends, Ethan. And uh, yeah, I got turned into a tiger. Like, <laughs> I will show you guys this picture. It was a fucking Whoa. furry story. With animations. Wait, no. Wait, go back. Go back. Go back. Show it again. Go back. Go back. I'm going to isolate just your. Oh, down it a little bit. Down a little bit. Down, down, down. Okay. Oh. Oh. Wow. In the days of the Tiger King, we have Tyler the Tiger, the Tiger King. Carol Baskin. <laughs> Was it that damn bitch, Carol Baskin? She wrote it. I feel. I feel envious. I feel like I wish that I had that I was a some sort of fan fiction. <laughs> right. What do you got to do to get that? Um, the date. Oh, I have no man. idea. I w can I? Can I read a segment from it? Just the the, the yes. best one. All right, it's all right. Please? So it's yeah. dated from October sixth, um, two thousand and twelve. It's four pages long, which is crazy that to imagine that there's like a fifteen or fourteen year old girl that could just write that about you. 
and you as a tiger. Okay. Oh my god. Tyler Cleary is my first and last name. I'm 15 years old and I'm a Bengal tiger. I go to a public zoo for school and my best friend is a white tiger <laughs> named Cheryl Baskin. That was the person that wrote right. it. Right. <laughs> right. Ooh, but they're your best friends now. My other friend Ethan Benyon is a monkey. Nice group, right? Well, Cheryl doesn't know it's that I love her. Just like, <sighs> wow! I thought the uh, intro on the actual first page was actually like quite interesting. Taking baths. Do you mind always, if I read? Yes. Uh, like, all right. So, taking baths always suck. My fur gets all knotty, and I just wish my dryer worked faster. Yes, I dry my fur. You got a problem with that? I do have hair though. It's bright and orange, like my fur. My eyes are dark green but can turn into a light green when I'm happy. I let my hair air dry, and it was poofy, so I combed it all back, and poof was gone. Tyler, <laughs> she loves you. Oh, Yo, Tyler, I pulled God. up chapter two, and I don't think she likes you. Can you go as this tiger God. for Halloween this year? Oh my can we get gosh. this girl on the podcast? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah, definitely. No. I didn't really believe in love until now, but now I believe it. <laughs> it only took her to come on a podcast and listen to the weird fan fiction of Tyler. Oh my god, my heart, my heart is softened and melted and free. Those fucking furries. I think it was a weird like ninth grade obsession. That's what I think it was. And like that was before yeah. like furry was like in vogue. Wait a minute, are we sure she didn't hack your Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> oh, best plot twist, 2020. I just pulled up chapter two, because apparently that's a thing um, that we're, I'm just Wait, now can finding you send out it in about. the group? Uh, I will. Please. It says, um, <laughs> um, Tyler, this is from you. I need to talk to you about something. She she rubbed, oh God. She rubbed her <laughs> neck and blushed. All right, hold on. Turning page. All right. <laughs> this is getting like really All right, weird. Yeah. Then I looked at Tyler. I don't know how to say this, but I like Kyle. Oh! <laughs> wow! Oh my god! <laughs> Scandal! That... Oh, that broke my heart. Okay, and now I don't believe in love anymore. I think they end up with each other at the end, though. <laughs> All it is is pain. She likes Kyle. Wow, that was hurtful. That was hurtful. She. The last line of the whole thing is, "You are talking to Ethan." Well, don't fall in love. Otherwise, you'll never have her. I looked at Ethan and nodded. I can't ruin her relationship. She'll hate me. God. The end. God. In mind, like, I barely knew this person. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. She really knew you. She, she knew. really knew yeah, you. Like, oh Shakespeare wishes he wrote as well as that lady. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel so. Ugh. Yeah, I'm back to being a cold hearted. Well, uh, well you, had a, you had a minute in there, so that's good. There was a moment. It was a moment in there where I was softened, and no, nope, the so, walls are still up. Now, what are we bitching about? Oh no, still hospitality. Same, same thing. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm very much curious about something. Um, oh, yes. So, because of this concept of hospitality, is there ever like a time that your uh, boss, and we don't need to like out them or anything, threw you under the bus in sake, or uh, because of something a customer did, or like dragged you through mm -hmm. the mud because they were trying to accommodate somebody else? Mm -hmm. Gosh, I, I actually have one. Please, please share. <clears throat> I do too. All right. So I work at a popular theme park locally and uh, this elderly lady kept walking around my store, like scoping it out. And uh, she kept coming back in like every 20 minutes. And I, I was starting to get suspicious, but it was whatever. And she asked me about this uh, specific hoodie that was like on like 
not on sale, but like that we were selling. And I told her the price and she, she was like, that's absurd. Cause they were like $60 hoodies and we had sweatshirts with the same design, but they were like 20 bucks cause they weren't like a thick material. So she leaves and comes back and then she switched the tags on them and mm. came up and bought the hoodie Ooh. and she had a membership, which gives you a discount. And I was just like, uh, so I called my manager and they told me to do it anyways. And I did it. And then, uh, two days later, one of my higher ups came down and was just like, why would you do that? Why would you sell her that? It was obvious that it happened. I was just like, you guys told me to do it. And the customer like got me and I didn't feel like yelling at an elderly lady. Mm. Holy but shit. All in all, I got in trouble. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's awful. What's yours? Man? Yeah. So, um, luckily this didn't happen to me. Um, and it was happened to a buddy of mine. Um, when I used to work in an attraction that is no longer around at an X theme park, um, <laughs> there was a day where, uh, this person was on a vehicle and on every single vehicle, you're able to like dial in if there is a certain emergency in a certain location on the ride. So randomly, uh, oh yeah. And then when the transmission goes through a little light appears on the loading dock that tells you exactly where it is. And then you can like go from there. So a buddy of mine was on dock and randomly there was a signal that popped up that said there's a medical emergency, but there was no location. So he decided to evacuate the entire ride for like the safety of everyone involved. So there appeared to be no emergency and it was just like a phantom signal that went off. And then he mm. ended up getting fired because Oof. there was an update released to like the rule book that said if that if there is like a medical emergency, you're supposed to first go locate it yourself that had come out like the week before. And like no one actually reads Aww. the updates. And he was like a guy who like worked occasionally and he got fucking fired for it for trying to make sure people were safe. That's ah, fucked up. That's really fucked up. up. That's the worst. Really fucked that up. That is the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't really think I'm sure that that's happened to me, but I I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure about 7:30 one will come <laughs> up and I'll be like, "Shit, that was it." But um so this was a theater <laughs> story. Oh yay. Um yeah, so I was uh we were doing um a show at a place I work at and I was putting down uh, a runner rug and I had to come off of the set and go down onto through the through the stage. So I'm talking to my boss at the oh, time yeah, <laughs> who I've talked about before, the mirror ball yeah. that fell and smashed and it was entirely his fault. So anyway, he tells me, he's just like, use pneumatic staples for the whole thing. That way, like the staples are hidden. And I was just like, well, all the staples at the time we had for, for that were the very narrow crown ones that will shoot directly through right. a fabric. Mm-hmm. Anywho, open in three days, you put everything off and are slow and can't have a fucking deadline to save your life. Why don't we just use fucking regular hand staples? Because I know for a fact that they're not going to go straight through into like the stage floor and they'll hold the carpet down better. He's just like, well, it'll be shiny. And I'm like, you just go over it with a little bit of black paint. And he's like, that's too much work. <laughs> so... What the fuck? And like the first row of seats are like 20 feet away. Like no one's going to see it anyway. But anywho, um, I, I go through, I'm doing what my boss told me. I'm using pneumatic staples. I get maybe like a quarter of the way on the um, doing the runner on the stage part. I'm realizing now that all these staples are not sticking into the rug whatsoever. You just kind of move the rug a little bit and it comes right off the stage. Mm-hmm. So now there's all these pneumatic staples that are 
now will forever be in the stage. Jesus Christ. For all times. So um, this was his, this was like his first um, stint there as like head honcho, but the designer of the set was, um, was there and he had the job prior. His name is Dennis. And he's this. <laughs> he comes out and he starts yelling about these staples being like in the stage. And I immediately say, like, I know I fucking told them that this would happen. And uh, and I was told to do it anyway. And then he goes to my boss and he completely throws me under the rug saying that he never of told course. me to do that. <laughs> yeah. So that was that fucking sucks. Yeah. That guy's terrible. Uh, Both of them are terrible. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Um, did you guys think of a story yet? I don't have one. I don't either. Okay. All right. Cool. We'll go. Into I was it. so constant. I was concentrating on th- on listening I- to you. I actually have one other one if you guys would like. Why not? No. No. <laughs> can, no. You, can you see your enthusiasm, Tyler? <laughs> Woo! All right. So I had this old friend, and uh, it was the night before, like like Thanksgiving, and we were just hanging out, and at the time I was not drinking. And so he uh, spiked one of my drinks and like really hard and not having a tolerance, it hit me really hard. And like I like... Ended up getting like really sick. I was like throwing up in my sleep and like I was laying on my back. And if it wasn't for his like stepdad, I literally would have died. And so I called uh, the country club that I was working at, like saying, hey, I'm not coming in. I literally have like alcohol poisoning. And they're like, no, you don't. You're coming in. And I was like, no, I'm not. They're like, okay, you're fired. And I got fired for something that I didn't even do. Whoa. That's some bullshit, man. Uh, Well, after all this negativity, it's almost like it's in the name of the show. We're going to do Matthew's wholesome moment. Rainbows. (laughs) Cold beer. Fireflies. A hard day's work. Hard day's work. Your first a firm handshake. handshake. Fresh flowers. Gasoline. Miracles. Monster, Monster truck rallies. Butterflies. Matthew's wholesome moment. Welcome back to uh, Matthew's wholesome moment. This week, <laughs> the question is, what was a moment during your hospitality experience where you felt taken care of or you helped someone out that made you feel satisfied? Uh, I have a really good one. I have one, but it's not the correct cadence. <laughs> well, I gotta get on my cadence, bro. You guys care if I go, yeah, go with real quick? All right, so uh, back in 2009, I went to uh, Disney World for like the first and only time. And I was like, really into the stuffed like animal reindeer that I had since I was a baby and I didn't go anywhere without it. You mean Bengal tiger? Yeah, Bengal tiger. (laughs) And uh, so we were there for like a little over a week and then we come back and uh, we stayed at the pop resort. I think it was Mm -hmm. the one with like all like the 2000 stuff. And I come back to New York realizing I left my stuffed animal there. So I was just like devastated and I was like, what the hell? This sucks. And it turns out that the cleaning lady had found it and they uh, shipped it back to me for free and made sure that they gave it back to me. And I was like, hell yeah. So, yeah, that was like probably like the most like wholesome hospitality oh, that's awesome. thing I've ever experienced. Aww. Well done, buddy. I'll go next if anybody. So when I was working at Disney World, I was working at the front desk and this woman came up to me 
she was like, hey, could you just do me a favor and check and see if my son's stuffed animal, it was like a Tigger, I think, is in the lost and found. He lost it. We're about to board like a six hour flight home. And if he doesn't have it, he's going to be a mess on the plane. Um, and she are, she has three kids. She looks like she's stressed out. So we go into the back. Nothing there. We call down to our hotel's central lost and found. Nothing there. The woman look just looks like she's about to like just lose her shit. Like just sad, not angry, mm-hmm. just like stressed out flying with three kids and her husband and like a kid that's going to lose his shit because he doesn't have a stuffed animal. So I went into the back and we had a box full of just random stuffed animals. So I grabbed a a buzz and a woody and I went out to the the lobby and I said to the kid, I was like, hey, your mom said that you had lost one of your friends, but I have two friends that need to go where you're going on your airplane and they can't be separated because they're best friends. Will you make sure they get, you know, to the airport safely with you? The plot of Toy Story 5. And the kid, the kid, the kid just (laughs) immediately forgets about his whatever stuffed animal he had, grabs the two stuffed animals, runs away happy. And the mom just like with tears in her eyes, just looks at me and my other coworker who were there was like, just like, just says thank you. And I was like, no, you don't even need to say thank you. It's like, that's what, it's like what we're supposed to do, you know? And it's like yeah, those absolutely. moments that made up for like how shitty that job actually was. Um, Indeed. Yeah, that's hospitality. Aww. That is hospitality. That's so sweet. You guys are making me feel like an evil. Oh, I just, I, I'm, I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> let's just, let's be clear. I am so terrible listening to these. I mean, all I'm thinking about is how many times I have held someone's hair, cleaned up vomit, <laughs> driven someone home. You know, like, is that, does that fulfill the requirement? Does that fulfill the requirement? There's a lot of people that was mm-hmm. ones all like, oh, I went in the back alley where I knew there was a bunch of puppies and I gave a puppy to a crying little girl. That makes me want to <laughs> throw up in my mouth. <laughs> That never happened, ever. I mean, here's the thing, though. There's so many people that wouldn't even think about doing that because they don't give a fuck about anybody (sighs) else, especially people that come to see, come expecting you to serve them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that I've been nice a few times, but I just can't remember any. But I've done a lot of those types of things. So I hope that serves my fulfillment. Absolutely. absolutely. If you felt fulfilled, then definitely. Um, the best moment for me in any place where I feel like I'm very well taken care of is if I genuinely am. Mm. I'm amazed by the simplest things. Like I didn't talk to that that server in forever, and whoa, she noticed my beer was empty and she brought me a new one. Like that's, I mean, it's very basic, but I'm, I'm like, that's and it happens, her I'm like, job. I'm so, I'm so grateful that you're good at your job. So thank you for being good at your job. We're at the point cool. where we can do final thoughts. Um, my final thoughts are um, know what you fucking want to drink. Don't ask <laughs> stupid questions. Do not ask stupid questions like, do you have a bathroom or do you have anything on tap? Yes, there is a bathroom down the hall. Yes, the taps are right behind me. Open your fucking eyes. Say please and thank you and tip your goddamn bartender. Yes, girl. Tip. Tip twenty percent right, well, or more, you fucks. Yeah, twenty percent should be your your your. Here's the here's years. the deal. It's twenty percent or a dollar a drink. That is my rule. There you go. It's a good rule. It's a good rule. Yeah, 
and also restaurant maybe the restaurant industry needs to start paying living wages as well a- amen yeah. amen and not have to rely on tips amen be nice to other people damn it because it's the end of the world up in here and you're all dirty and you're not washing your hands and stuff and you need to be doing that and tipping people and all that jazz support local and still tip stay home this episode is brought to you in support of local theater companies from Buffalo, New York. For more complaining, visit negativenancyspod.com and follow along on Instagram at negativenancyspod and Facebook at negativenancyspodcast. If you'd like to send us love letters, you can reach us at hatemail at negativenancyspod.com. Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.